We have a whole lot of emotion that we cannot unpack, that we don't understand, and that is hugely painful. This is one reason that men are facing a suicide epidemic. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Hey guys, it's John here for Ask the Naturals. Question that I'm answering today is, how do I change deeply held negative beliefs that I have about myself? This is something that is very close to my heart. Through my life, I have faced enormous challenges in terms of my ability to form ideas about myself that are my own and ones that are right and healthy for me. Without telling you too much about my life story, I was born into a situation where I was facing full-scale brainwashing. Okay? And freeing myself from that was quite a challenge. However, the first thing that I want to tell you today is changing your views about yourself, your deeply held beliefs, really the absolute bottom foundation of that is self-acceptance. I would say self-love, but I'd shy away from that because love is kind of an overused term. Let's just talk about self-acceptance. This has to be the absolute foundation of that, otherwise there, there will be no change. The reason for that is, your only motivation for changing the beliefs that you have about yourself, what you're capable of, what your limitations are, the only way you would bother to change that in the first place is because you respect yourself, is because you, you believe that you are somebody who is worth investing in. Exactly the way that you do that, that you discover that, that's a process that is up to you. And I can't detail that for you briefly, but it's important that that, that that is said to begin with. The only thing I would say is that if you're looking to find self-respect, self-worth, look around at the people around you. Are there others that you care about already? You respect them? you believe that they are worth something, you believe that their needs are important, wouldn't you apply the same view to yourself? On top of that deepest layer of your relationship with yourself, of course comes your thoughts. Someone once said to me, be careful with your thoughts, they become your actions. Be careful with your actions. They become your habits, your patterns of behavior. Be careful with your habits. They make up your character. Be careful with your character. Your character is your destiny. What I want to do is move through those layers. First of all, your thoughts. How do you manage your thoughts? The foundational principle of the natural lifestyles is awareness, the first of the five principles. So of course, I would recommend that you practice meditation for at least 20 minutes a day in order to discipline your mind. That's where the thoughts are formed. That's where we receive the thoughts. There are other tools that you can use as well. Of course, journaling. It's marvelous to me, it's wonderful to me when I, I'm dealing with a deeply held negative belief like I will never get over this woman who I've broken up with. Right? It's wonderful to me to be able to look into my own journal 
and read exactly the same words written two years ago about a different woman. In a way, when you journal, you're putting down something that you want to move away from. It's painful and it can be very confronting to express truthfully and honestly in words, this is what is happening, this is what I believe right now, this is what I see as possible. Like I've just mentioned though, if you can go and back and look at that in a couple of years time, you will have a very real experience in terms of understanding the way in which your attitudes and your mindsets, your beliefs change and develop, even if you make no effort at all. Even if you don't put any effort into changing those patterns of behavior and those beliefs, they will inevitably change over time. You will inevitably forget about that woman and move on to the next one. But unless you're applying a conscious process to this act that you do in your mind of, of creating thoughts and attitudes, you will be entrapped by your own thoughts. So put them down onto paper. Look at them again later. Notice how they change to begin with. Of course, also an excellent way to challenge any beliefs that you hold deeply is to share those with other people. Now, it's important that these are people that you have built trust with. You can't entrust your deeply held beliefs, your attitudes to people who don't show you respect and, you, and, and who you cannot trust. It's essential that you have a relationship with, of trust with these people. The other thing that I would recommend if you're having these kinds of conversations is that these be the kind of people who will respond to what you're telling with advice that is uh, given in a way that says, oh, but perhaps you could do this. Maybe this is a good idea. Okay, people who are going to be suggestive and not directive. I want you to think now about the people who give you life advice. How do they give it to you? Are they telling you how to live your life or are they making suggestions about how you should change your life? I think it's actually one of the greatest crimes that we do to one another to say, you should do this, you should do that. It's never a good idea. Every person is responsible for their own actions and their own destiny. If someone takes life advice that you give, one of two things could happen. They take the life advice and then it goes wrong. Then you're responsible. Or perhaps they take the life advice and it goes right. Great. Then they're reliant upon you. This is entirely counter to the kind of coaching that I offer as part of TNL. There's something that I notice about coaching styles in this industry. Many, many coaches will tell you what to think and not how to think. This is crucial. This is crucial. This is perhaps the number one aspect that I would highlight in terms of a guy receiving coaching or doing some kind of personal development in this area and wanting to continue his momentum. A guy calls me up because he wants to join a workshop. That's one thing that I'm going to tell him is essential. If you attend a workshop and work with a coach who tells you do this, do that, think this, think that, what happens when you leave that workshop? You will be looking for that coach to tell you what to do. You will be asking, can someone tell me what to think please? Unfortunately, most of us have been programmed in this way thanks to the education system, which does not provide the time and resources for people to be what they need to be, self-directed learners. Unless you are a self-directed learner, which is part of what I'm talking about here today, part of you reaching into your mind and taking control, taking hold of that, you will be pushed around. You will be looking for somebody to tell you what to think. Please listen to me. 
don't do what I tell you to do. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm here to offer you the best advice I possibly can and to say perhaps you should do this and perhaps you should do that. If I was coaching you in a workshop, I would not be saying to you when you come back from an interaction, oh, you did this right, you did that wrong, do this next time. I would be asking you, could you please provide some positive feedback for yourself? Positive feedback goes like this. What I did really well then, first and foremost, what I did well was this. Recognizing your achievements, recognizing what's working well, what I will improve for next time, what I will improve, what I will try and change next time, not what I fucked up was this, this is where I went wrong and ah shit, I did this. That kind of negative thinking will not help you. Instead, framing it positively, what I will do next time will be this. I believe we all have a coach in our mind, whether or not we're familiar with the idea of coming and receiving training like this or not, who is offering us feedback on the way that we live our lives, the choices that we make. You've probably heard this little voice in your mind. Oh, you fucked that right up, didn't you? Ah, oh, shit, you've done that again, great. Oh, if only you hadn't have done this. And that person is in, in there torturing you. That's your own inbuilt life coach. If your inbuilt life coach talks to you like that, you should fire that coach. You should hire a coach who is going to offer you positive and constructive feedback. Of course, recognizing where your shortcomings are, but always framing it in a way that leads to positive action instead of just beating down on yourself. That is not going to help you or anybody else. As well as using journaling as a tool, I would suggest, call me crazy, that you hold a dialogue with yourself. This is not something that you should do in public uh, unless you want people to start alerting the authorities. But I do believe that it's a good idea to have a conversation with yourself. That's basically what you're doing when you're writing in a journal anyway. You can do the same thing with journaling, asking yourself a question and finding out what you really think and what you really believe. But you can do this as you go along. This can also be a useful tool in terms of action that you're going to take. In my life, if I'm going to face a major confrontation with somebody, I will, in a private place, say for example when I'm doing some farm work, have an extended conversation with that person even though they're not there. This allows me to rehearse exactly what I think and exactly what I want to say. Then I'm much less likely to fuck up that situation. By the same token and along the lines of what I'm telling you, encouraging you to be your own life coach, you should have these kinds of conversations with yourself. As well as developing a relationship with yourself that allows for self-worth, that allows for self-affirmation, as well as disciplining your mind by using meditation and developing that muscle so that you're not going to be beaten up by your thoughts, as well as developing yourself as your own life coach so that you can give yourself useful and constructive feedback using journaling as a tool and talking to yourself as well. A really good way, perhaps the most essential way to challenge negatively held beliefs is to take action. If I'm coaching somebody, you're, you're by my side in a workshop and you, and you uh, say to me, oh, she must have a boyfriend, oh, she's too pretty, oh, she's in too much of a hurry. I will always say, let's find out, let's find out, let's find out. There are these huge blocks in the way of finding out that exist only in our minds. The distance between me and that beautiful woman over there is easily crossed. What will stop me though is, oh, she must have a boyfriend, oh, she's listening to music, oh, she's in a hurry, oh, she must, 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 must. Let's find out, let's find out, let's find out. This can happen on, an, on a, a wide range of scales. 
For me at the moment, for example, I know I have a negatively held belief that I will never be able to successfully speak another language fluently. I don't know whether that's true or not. This is what I'm talking about. The only way to find out whether or not that's true, and maybe it is, maybe I'm just not capable, is to try. Like I'm saying, you can test these negatively held beliefs on a grander scale with a bigger project like that by scheduling myself, say, a number of months in which to attempt to learn Russian or to learn Spanish, and then see after that, what is the evidence? What is the truth? What have I actually tried? Or like I'm saying, in a situation, try to learn to catch yourself saying, no, I, 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 won't be, I won't be able to go and do that. Oh, I've just set myself a limiting belief. Let's test it. Let's test it. I want to recognize though, especially in that context, when you are approaching, that a really essential aspect of this is of course the emotional, the emotional aspect of all of this. Honestly, I believe that the number one reason why guys don't approach, and I'm speaking from my own experience here, is because it's going to hurt. If she walks by me without even looking at me, that's going to hurt. But that brings me full circle in terms of what I'm talking about here. Where is that going to hit me? That rejection will hit me right in my sense of self-worth. If, for example, I was rejected early on in my life by my mother, approaching that woman and facing that rejection from her will hit me directly on that spot. I might not be aware of it, but that's what's going to make it so incredibly painful. That's worth thinking about, the emotional aspect of that. We men have a much more difficult time of dealing with emotional turbulence than women. The reasons for this are cultural. Women are encouraged to share their emotions with one another. They're much more affectionate and, and, and physically supportive of each other. We risk being labeled gay often if you want to put your arm around your friend. In other cultures, for example, in Indian culture, guys hold hands. That's out of the question in most Western cultures. It's just not the way that people behave. Because of this, we have a whole lot of emotion that we cannot unpack, that we don't understand, and that is hugely painful. This is one reason that men are facing a suicide epidemic. Just to get really heavy for a minute. And if you guys are facing that, you don't have to go under in that way. You really don't. It's something that moves me terribly. I think that the worst pain that we experience in this life is emotional pain, and especially when it's internalized and there, there is no way to let it out. There is no way to free ourselves from the prison of our own being. You need to recognize the emotional aspect of what you're doing in terms of changing yourself. If you are challenging deeply held negative beliefs, you can expect it to be uncomfortable, you can expect it to be confusing, you can expect it to be uncertain, Let's face it, unless it's rocking you to the very core of your being, it's not happening because these are deeply held negative beliefs. The deepest held beliefs that you have. As I gave you a moment ago, an example of say, me myself feeling rejected by my mother as a child. That's one of the deepest held negative beliefs that I have, that I'm not worthy as a result. If my own mother could abandon me in that way, how could I possibly be worth anything? How could I possibly have faith in the nobility of the human spirit, for example, and for people to connect with each other in a way that, that is healthy, that is good, that we're not just a bunch of selfish animals uh, running, running around trying to uh, torture one another in the, in the struggle for, for greed and selfishness. Like I've said to you, 
talking to you here today. I need to reach deep inside of myself. And in the same way that I see other people around me who, who I value and who I love, I need to value and love myself. I need to understand that often the biggest reason why I won't approach is because it's going to hurt too much on my emotions. In the same way that I can't unpack for you in a short Ask the Naturals video how to develop self-worth and how to develop self-love, working with your emotions is something that I can't cover in detail. Of course, you need to see therapists and professionals. It's not enough for you to go and get some dating coaching. It's not enough for you just to work on yourself or, or to work with your friends like I'm suggesting. You need to get this stuff out of yourself and understand it. Come to terms with the fact that you have emotions. Accept that. Once you do, you can start to become happier. You're just going to have to trust me on that. Like I'm saying, it will feel very foreign. It will feel very strange. It should feel foreign. It should feel strange. But if you're using all of these different aspects that I've mentioned as tools to work on this process, you're bound to be successful. And I wish you well. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.